0: Hello and welcome to Just a Thought Podcast, episode 19. I'm Corey Tinkham. You know that feeling you get when you see something out of the corner of your eye you could have swore was somebody walking up behind you? You turn to look and nothing's there. Sometimes it almost moves outside of your peripheral vision and you could almost swear that there's somebody standing there and you look and it disappears and dissipates. There are those that say they, they can see these figures straight on and full on. Shadow people that's today's topic and it's super super creepy so leave those lights on calm your nerves with a drink and let's talk about shadow people And thanks for joining me on episode 19 of Just a Thought Podcast. I hope everyone is doing great. I have a little update that that's pretty cool. Um, my dear mother sent me a link the other day. And it turns out that they are going to exhume the body of the Summerton Man. Now, if you have listened to my podcast from the beginning or have maybe caught a more recent episode and did some backtrack listening... Episode 4 is all about the Somerton Man, and I've always found that case fascinating. Well, they're finally going to exhume his body, which I think is long overdue. So many countless people have put in so much work into trying to figure out and solve this case. It's just so, so very strange. And when you read about it, the more you read about it, you almost get a little attached to to some of the, the people involved Especially the Summerton man himself, you just wonder what what his story is. It's just such a such a strange mystery. There's so many moving parts. Go check out episode four of my podcast and or just go research it yourself online. it's it, it's so it's so weird, so weird. But it looks like they're going to exhume the body, get some DNA testing going, and maybe maybe close this case once and for all. I know there's a lot of people still working on it that would that would really like that to happen. So, it was really cool to see that that's actually going to occur. So, yeah, check out episode 4 uh, or go research your research it yourself. I I mean, I've it's I think it's about a 45-minute episode. I've done a lot of the digging for you. There's everything's pretty much in chronological order. All the main details are there a little bit of my opinion of what some things are or what some things mean. Of course, it's always up for interpretation, but there are some things about that case that I think are pretty obvious what was going on. Give it a listen. Let me know your thoughts. And I think, though, that we will soon, hopefully, have an answer. But on to today's topic. Shadow people or shadow beings or shadow creatures. These things go by many different names. And other cultures across the world, they, they have different names for them. The jinn are sometimes considered shadow people. Uh, we'll go into maybe a little bit about what djinn are if you're not familiar with them. I know there's, I think, recently been a movie called Djinn. Uh, I haven't seen it, so I don't know how accurate it is. It is a horror movie, um, so it may be pretty accurate. I'm not too sure. However, shadow people have been around for a long time and... We've all kind of had that feeling of being watched or seeing that thing or a shadow movement out of the corner of your eye. It, it happens. It happens to some people more often than not. But I think we've all felt that or, or seen that out of the corner of our eye. And so there, there is, as always, some science behind this. But this is one of those things where, as we talk about some stories... And I did find some, and I purposefully picked out some pretty creepy ones, <laughs> and I will link to those in the show notes as well. But the, there, are, there, there are people that, that see these things full on in front of them. There's no, there's no sort of um, questioning that there is something right in front of them. They, and when, when you ask them about it, and tell them, hey, this, this could be this brain thing, which we will go into as well, they're just like, no way. There's no way. No way. Now, of course, the brain, as we know, will do some crazy, crazy things to kind of fill in the blanks. We've, we talk about this quite often. So that is occurring here. But some of these cases, and some of these people, and some of these interviews, these people saw something. And what's going on in their brain shouldn't, according to the science I've read, shouldn't cause this kind of a hallucination? I mean, there are certain conditions we'll go into that will make these kinds of things happen. You will see a shadow out of the corner of your eye. You will get a feeling of being watched or followed. And we've all had that feeling as well. So there's a lot going on here. So what I'm going to try and do is break it down as best I can. Actually, you know what I think I'll do? is I think I, I, will, I, will, I will talk about a case or read one of these cases and then talk about a little bit of the piece of science, take a little break from that, go to another case. And that way, I, I think if we do that, we can see the science of what, what we know about these kinds of hallucinations and then also hear these stories of people that are seeing something. They believe no doubt they are seeing something. And it it gets pretty, pretty crazy. Now, I'm not saying that these are actual entities. I'm not saying that um, they're ghosts or anything. And I'm not saying that it's all a hallucination. I don't know, but it's pretty, pretty creepy. And my guineas sound pretty creeped out right now. I think they're finally settling down. Um, I think another thing to, to, to explain is that there are different types of shadow people. And... These these categories come from people that have seen them full on. These aren't based off of a, a flutter of a shadow out of the corner of your eye, or you're you're in a dark room and a car passes by outside your window and it, it casts a shadow and maybe looks. That's not what this is. These are categories that have been taken from accounts of experiencers of shadow people. For many, many, many years. And these are from across the globe. The, the accounts are from across the globe that make up these categories. So this isn't taken lightly, especially by the folks that, that have studied this. It, it's kind of a, a big deal. Because these are commonalities that are global. Cross-cultural. And then there's, there's one specifically that's a little weird and a little personal, and I'll get into that as well. So first of all is a basic shadow person, which is a dark, dark shape, shadow-ish, shape of a human, typically male-shaped, but no clothing, just the shape of a human being, but it's darker than dark. You can be in a dark room, and you still see this thing clearly. Now, that's the first kind. It's just sort of a basic idea of what you would think of if you when you think of a shadow person this this particular shadow person is oftentimes referred to as the watchman these are just observers some say all they do is they plant themselves in a corner of the room or even in a chair and they just watch and experiencers describe this overwhelming feeling of being watched and sometimes this is why if they're asleep they wake up and if they walk into a room and see one they immediately get this feeling of, of being watched and and it all it does is observe it doesn't interact it just literally will 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 watch you but it's a shadow you just there's no eyes there's no features they may move and turn their head to follow the experiencer across the room but they don't They don't do anything. They make people feel uneasy and and scared. That's one thing that's common through all of these types is the overwhelming feeling of fear. Now, if you're sleeping and you wake up, a lot of the times this can be just residue from REM sleep and sleep paralysis. That does occur and is a thing. And shadow beings are often reported during this. So, you know, something could be happening in the brain where this is occurring in waking life as well. But people are seeing these things straight on like you're looking at another person. Now, sometimes they describe these beings as being static around the edges or even almost like smoke or almost like a mirage around the, the perimeter of the figure itself. It's so very interesting. Now, another kind of shadow person is the cloaked, shadow person, or oftentimes described as a monk, a, a shadow person that looks like a, a monk in robes. This one is a little more malevolent in its the way it makes the experiencer feel. So the experiencer will have this overwhelming feeling of evil and ill intent, and this being seems to have a lot of evil and hate exuding from it. People who have seen these cloaked shadow beings say that the, the, the amount of fear and evil, the presence of evil that they felt was unmatched in their entire lives, before or since. So it's an extremely intense feeling of fear. Oftentimes, the experiencer is frozen in place, whether they're in bed Again, could be sleep paralysis. Or again, just waking life. They go to scream, nothing comes out. It's it's terrifying. The third kind is is really similar to the Watchman, the first type that we talked about. Only this one does have eyes, but it's red, glowing eyes. I know it sounds crazy, like something out of a movie, but this is what has been reported across the world. Now, this one is is probably, the, from what I understand, the worst. It, it exudes so much fear and hate and evil that the experiencer gets extremely terrified. And the more terrified the person becomes, the more intense these evil hatred feelings are coming from the entity itself. So it's almost as if it's feeding off the fear. So very, very creepy. Now, the fourth kind, which, in my opinion, is the strangest, is what they call the hat man. This is a shadow of, of, of a man, but he's wearing a fedora hat. And the brim is, is visible in the shadow. It's a hat. And it's reported across the world in all cultures. The hat man he doesn't really scare people as much as he just watches, kind of like the Watchman. but he's almost uh, indifferent. He's almost, th- there's no real evil feeling coming from him. It can be scary, make you uneasy, but apparently it really isn't that creepy. Now, I have read about and been interested in Shadow People for over two decades i have a son he's now 15 but when we we lived in a house um from the time he was about 2 his sister was born and then we moved but he told me later on when he was about i think 8 or 9 years old that he was seeing some some strange things in in this house and this house was not old it was built in 2002 and we moved into the house in around 2006, 2007, if I remember correctly. But he related some stories that, where he would see things in his room, some very strange things. But then he spoke of a dark figure, like a shadow figure. Now, you have to understand, this, this kid was you know, growing up, and I, I would never talk about shadow people or specifically the hat man at all around him. He describes to me in detail the hat man. He saw the hat man in his room. He said, Dad, I saw this man, but it was a, it was a dark shape, a dark shadow, and he had a hat on. So there it is. Uh, it blew me away. It was very, very, very strange. He also experienced a, some, some strange figures peering out from his closet that would just stand there. Uh, for example, two men in tuxedos with no faces, just staring out of his closet for a good length of time. Very strange things that he saw, but a lot of what he described, especially the hat man, really aligns with the shadow figure phenomena. But, you know, as always, there's science that that could explain maybe what's, what's happening here. So... You We all know that again that feeling we get maybe you're you're taking your trash out to your garage or you're walking down the street at night alone or you're in a dark room and you feel like you're being followed or watched, and it's the same feeling you get as it when you really are being watched or followed because we can all tell kind of when you know someone's looking at us or you know, standing too close to us in a grocery store line. Whatever the case, you can feel that. It's a sense. It's a sensory you can, you can tell. So we all know what that is. So the question is, when we feel that and there's really no one there, is it just our brains kind of playing a trick on us? Well, there was a study done in 2006 that says maybe that is what is happening here. There is a specific region... Of the brain, called the left temporal-parietal junction (TPJ) for short, because I'm not going to try and say say that again. Now, when this when this region is stimulated, it can it can create the illusion of a shadow person. So, what does that mean? Well, that means that there is a lot happening in the brain. Clearly, we know this, and the interesting thing about this is. Shadow people and these kinds of experiences often happen to people that are experiencing extreme mental disorders such as schizophrenia or paranoia, etc. They'll have these hallucinations and this particular study uh, might help us understand a little more about what's going on with people that are experiencing these mental illnesses. So the study was this. There's a neurologist named Olaf Blank of the Brain-Mind Institute in Lausanne, Switzerland. He and his colleagues were attempting to find the source of epileptic seizures that were occurring in a 23-year-old woman. And the way they did this was they, they implanted electrodes into various regions of her brain. And they would stimulate each electrode one by one just to see what would occur. And when they get to the TPJ region on the left side, which is kind of right above the left ear, she experiences the feeling of a mysterious stranger behind her. Not only can she, it's an overwhelming sense of someone behind her. Picture someone standing really close to you and how that feels. And times that by about a hundred She can see it in her mind's eye. It's mimicking her every move. She said when she lay down, he was laying beneath her, under the bed. If she sat up in a chair, he was sitting behind her. When she did a language experiment and reached for a cue card, she said this, this figure tried to grab it out of her hand. So the interesting thing here is, it was stumbled across by accident. It was a really neat find. During this study, but what's interesting is it was mimicking her. So now the question becomes what do these feelings and entities have to do with our ideas of ourself? So they're thinking there may be a connection there, they're not sure, but it was literally moving in sync with her. It it was very, very interesting, and they were really perplexed. But it seems like maybe there's some headway with this particular study. So on to our first uh, witness experience or experiencer. This was actually a father describing what his daughter went through. And I'm going to link again to these in the episode uh, notes. There's there's a good bit of them. I'm not going to read them all. Uh, I'm assuming they were probably taken from Reddit. Uh, it's thoughtcatalog.com. Pretty interesting website, really. And the first one is an account of this of this man about his daughter. And he says, When my daughter was between the ages of three and eight, she spoke of people with no face or figures of shadows. She would often wake me up telling me there is a man or a figure standing in her closet. The most frightening of stories, she woke me up to ask me if I heard the screams. She said there was a shadow who stood at her doorway and screamed at her and then flew into my room and screamed at my wife and I. At this point, she was in uncontrollable sobs, unable to understand why I did not wake up. She is now 11, and the encounters have stopped. She refuses to speak of whatever was going on with her and makes light of my questions. So what? what is going on there? Very, very creepy, very strange. And again, with kids and these things, when they're very young, they seem to be... V- pretty susceptible to experiencing things of this nature. And as they get older, they kind of forget or don't want to approach the subject really at all. Same with the reincarnation episode. The same exact thing would happen. It's almost as if they forget or a wall has been put up to block any sort of communication about the topic. And, and that one was really, really creepy to me. You know, as a parent, that's, you know... All kids have nightmares, but these sort of reoccurring night terrors are, you know, baffling and and creepy and concerning, especially as a parent. So there's a thing that our brain does, though, called pareidolia, and maybe you're familiar with this if you've ever looked into um, any sort of ghost photographs or videos where pareidolia does happen. It, and it's a it's the part of our brain that looks for patterns in things and oftentimes faces it's a very primal thing that the brain does it's how we recognize people we know it's how we move through the world and our brain helps us navigate through familiarity so it's our brain is always trying to make sense out of everything and when you see something in your peripheral vision this is exactly what is occurring your brain is struggling Struggling to see and make sense of what's going on just outside of your macular vision. Ma- macular vision being center forward vision is it's oftentimes referred to. It's like right, what's right in front of you would be your macular vision. So when something is happening just outside of your macular vision, your brain is working overtime to make it make sense. And I believe personally that this is 90% of shadow people sightings because most of them occur just out just out of reach of your macular vision and when you turn the brain instantly corrects, dissipates whatever was there because remember your brain is filling in the blanks and it's looking for something that makes sense a figure a, what you know would be the most common thing if there's something moving outside of your macular vision it must be an animal a pet a person so your brain, creates that image and then generates that feeling of oh someone's here and then you turn and look and oh you just saw a shadow person or a ghost well really no you your brain's just (laughs) trying to help you navigate your environment and it's fascinating and it's amazing but it doesn't answer what's going on when people see a shadow person with glowing red eyes in front of them for any length of time you know, their sleep paralysis, you can wake up and see something for a couple seconds, even up to 30 seconds, and it dissipates. But there are cases where people see these things for minutes at a time, and they're wide awake. So, pareidolia won't explain that one. That doesn't explain what's going on when someone is witnessing a figure for two, three minutes at a time, sees it move, turn into a smoky substance, and, and disappear through a wall, literally. Something else I believe is, is happening there. And I'm not saying it's not a brain thing, but I don't think it's pareidolia. Another aspect about witnessing shadow people for any length of time in, in your center-forward vision, something that kept coming up was that they seem to know that you're there, and they behave as if they have purpose, almost. It, it's, it's interesting, So the next case I'll talk about is just a witness kind of explaining, comparing uh, what they see to, you know, something fleeting out of the corner of your eye. And they say, the thing about them is that they don't move the way people say ghosts move, sort of unaware of their surroundings. They move around like people for the most part as if they are really interacting with the world. The three times I've seen what I can only call a shadow person I've been keenly aware that they knew I saw them. That's the creepiest part. That they seem to know who you are and where they are. That they're intelligent. So it's different than a ghost sighting. Sometimes you'll hear these stories of ghosts just kind of milling around. Not very interactive. Sometimes reenacting their lives, etc. These these entities, or whatever they are, seem to... Behave with intent, which is scary in and of itself, coupled with the feelings that are accompanied by witnessing one of these things is is pretty terrifying. But there's this idea, and we're learning more and more about this as time goes on, that electromagnetic fields can over time influence a person's brain. So if you live in an area or are in an environment where there's strong electromagnetic fields, whether you're near a power plant or old buildings, old factories, these electromagnetic waves can actually interfere with the electromagnetic waves in your brain and possibly cause people to see what they believe to be ghosts, aliens, shadow people, so that could be what we're seeing. I, I think it would be interesting to do a study, a case study on locations where these things are witnessed. And let's look around and see what, what the environment's like there. It, it very well may explain the whole thing. So that could be something to help explain this phenomena, especially in areas where there is a lot of natural electromagnetic waves happening. I mean there there are places that you can, on, on our planet where it can be measured and is significantly higher than normal. You know, so I you know, I don't know, but I think it's worth looking into. Now on to the next case, if you will, or witness experience. This person says, "My only experience with anything like this was after a particularly vivid dream in which someone was whispering what I can only describe as in quotes, secrets, into my ear. When I awoke, I looked directly across my bedroom and saw a shadow darker than darkness, and it turned and looked at me. When I called out, it then turned and ran straight into the wall, and I'm sure I saw a kind of splash of darkness, like dissipating smoke as it disappeared. This is important. I absolutely believe that whatever it was, had been whispering into my ear before I woke up and that I had awakened before I thought I would. I also just feel I know it was a he. So this person feels certain, feels 100% certain that this entity was whispering into his ear and he saw it upon awakening. Very, very scary, and I believe that he believes that he saw something and heard something and had these feelings, genuine feelings. However, there is something called hypnagogla, and what this is, it's oftentimes referred to as waking sleep, and oftentimes it occurs after a very vivid dream. This is very similar to sleep paralysis and night terrors, it's It's almost identical. What this is, is you wake, you, you are consciously awake, but you're still in a dream state, and the images of your dreams carry over. Hypnagogia is often accompanied by a very, very intense sense of dread, as is sleep paralysis. I mean, you're, you're, you're kind of panicking, you know, you're scared. So this feeling of dread is is not uncommon when these things occur and it's also known as the faces in the dark phenomena just because people report seeing faces and and dark entities and all kinds of crazy things that are just carrying over from their dreams or their subconscious into their waking life it's a hallucination it's a hallucination and it's pretty fascinating but that could also explain a lot of these things a lot of these things and again, you know, I'm not saying that people aren't seeing something sometimes. But I do believe this one could be a brain thing. Now, I, I debated on whether or not to tell this story, but I'm going to. I've told nobody but my son this. Uh, this happened a, probably a month ago. I was in our hallway. I was walking into the bathroom. or I'm sorry, walking out of the bathroom and I turn the corner, and I see a black dress, what I can only describe to you as a dress, kind of out of the corner of my eye, but I tur- I mean, I saw it go into my, towards my daughter's room, and I thought it was my daughter, and I thought, why is she running around with a black dress on? So I went into a room, and no one was there. She was actually outside at the time. And I'm, I'm telling you I saw this. I saw it 100%. However, <laughs> did I? Did I see one of our pets? We have a black dog. Maybe she ran through. We have cats. We have So th- there's any number of things that it could have been. But I have to say, when I walked into her room and she wasn't there, I had that feeling, whoa, man, uh, what was that? But really, probably very easily explained away. Fascinating nonetheless though. So let me know your thoughts. If you've experienced anything with this phenomena that with shadow people, send me an email. I would love to hear your story. Podcast J A T at gmail.com. And I would like to amass a bunch of stories of different topics and just kind of share listener experiences of different things. It doesn't have to be paranormal or anything like that. I know I've been kind of on a paranormal kick uh, that's about to change a little bit. Still going to have mystery. So yeah, let me know any experiences that you have had. Personally, I would I would love to talk about them on the show if you're okay with that. I think that would make for a great episode. This was an, another really cool one to do. I think for me, the, the hardest part to answer with uh, objective scientific terms is the fact that these eyewitnesses, eyewitness accounts that, ha, that I've read about across the world, the, the descriptions are the same from young children of you know four years old all the way to elderly people. The, they're describing from across the world the hat man. They're talking about the red-eyed shadow beings. So what, what is that? What, what's going on in the brain that's creating that? if it is a brain thing when it gets that intense I find it fascinating there has been an, an, an increase uh, in, in sightings or at least reports of them uh, so le- again let me know your thoughts that's all I have for this episode and tune in next week I don't yet have a topic for next week so I am under the gun it, is, it, it was an insane week at my real job so I'm not sure what I'm going to do so it will be a surprise show. And again, yeah, reach out to me, podcastjat at gmail.com with any topics you would like me to tackle. And they can be wacky, crazy, whatever. I will try my best to to do it. I think that would be great. I can be found on Twitter as well. Just search Just A Thought Podcast, or my handle is at JATpodcast1. And you can reach out through Twitter as well. Hey, thanks so much again for joining me for episode 19 of Just a Thought. And as always, be well.